I think it's going to be a, a fun game tomorrow uh, to chat about. But I want to spend some time talking about their performance a couple weeks ago against UNT. I'm proud of the runners, man. Just because it's always tough to play uh, UNT. They come in and they always – it's been a bit of a rivalry um, over the years, and we've had some close games. We've uh, gotten our hearts broken by them, and we've broken their hearts a ton of times, uh, including uh, that night of October 22nd. So, yeah, like the the first thing I want to say, just my overall thoughts of the game is shout out to Big Oscar, man. Shout out to that dude. You want to talk about a UTSA legend. That dude's a, a, a legend 100%. The beautiful left hand, you know, grab over the middle, uh, dime thrown by by Frank. He put it in the tough – he put it in the spot where the defender had no chance to get to it, and he trusted his guy to make an awesome catch. And then we threw the alley-oop to old JT Clark in the end zone to, 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 to close it out. So – uh, just, just huge, huge respect to those guys. Huge respect to Frank Harris, who has progressed. He, he, he progresses every year. He's a lot more confident, a lot more um, comfortable in the pocket. He throws, you know, he's able to throw some balls that he wasn't able to throw early in his career. So just the progression, and, and to know that we're going to have him again for another year. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Uh, AAC. So yeah, I was I was super excited. And and here's here's the thing I want to think about. I'm thinking about now more than anything. And I, I always hark on this coming from the program or being with the program um, when it was first formed. It's crazy to see the talent that UTSA has now and what we're exposed to from a recruiting standpoint now versus whenever you know ten years ago, ten eleven years ago, whenever the program first. Uh, was stood up. That's cra- It's crazy, like, the talent we got. We got Joshua Cephas got added to the Belintikoff Award watch list this week. A few weeks ago was JT Clark, and then I think prior to the season, Zachary Franklin was already on it. So us in Ohio State got three uh, receivers on that watch list. All, I, I get all three of all six of those guys are going to be playing on Sundays at some point, or or will have an opportunity to play on Sundays. That's crazy. That that's crazy to think about that that we've come this we've come this far. We just think about the origins and things like that, from Larry Coker to Frank Wilson, now Jeff Trailer. We've upgraded in every sense of the way. Wilson nor Trailer has the accolades and and has had a career similar to Coker's yet. You think about what Coker did at Miami back in the gap and that sort of thing. But what I mean by that is, like, Coker was a damn good coach. He was great for the program and putting the foundation around the dream and the foundation of what UTSA could be. I think he was a perfect coach to kick that off. And then, I, I listen, I, I know I've historically had – I. I didn't really care for Frank Wilson just from the outside looking in. I don't know him or any of that type of deal. You know, I hear from some of the players. I know the players loved him. But what what can't be denied is his recruiting prowess and the recruits that he was able to get here. That's crazy because I think he he really turned the page. When you think about a program's th- this program's progression, he really turned the page on the recruiting tip. We start 
sitting down with four-star recruits and, and more often and start landing some of these big-time guys. And some of our top players right now are Frank Wilson recruits. You know, I mean, Je Jeff Trailer has now come in and changed the culture in a sense where the, the city really believes in him. The fan base really believes in him. I think he's, he's very likable. Um, and people around the program feel good. From what, from what I'm hearing, people around the program feel good about him, about the respect he shows. And, and uh, it's not necessarily a blind eye, but I never want to forget, like, dang, I remember where we were 10 years ago and to see where we are now with the type of talent that we have and the type of talent that's continuing to come in and the way the culture is. We, I mean, like, think about it. Like, we have expectations now. And it, I'm going to get into this a little bit whenever I get into UAB. But for, I think, the first time, because, like, uh, last year, even though we it was an amazing season, one conference, the whole bit, we still – nobody expected us to, to, to do that coming in, I don't think. Right? Nobody – we didn't have that expectation. We didn't have that target on our backs like we do this year. This year we got a target on our back. Like – like, when I look at the last couple wins, teams are just playing us hard. Don't get me wrong. We're playing teams that have historically played us hard. Some of them have historically beat us. But, like, you know, we're gonna, we are now going to get everybody's best punch, right? Like, Western Kentucky, that, we, we kind of expected that to be relatively close. But the FIU game is one. I, I, I don't think the kids got up for it like that. But by FIU standards, and e that, the – the game was a lot closer than the, than the 30 to 10 that it ended up being. Um, it felt closer, I guess. That's the right way. With us not scoring in the first quarter and, and, and that whole bit. And it was just – it seemed tough for us to – I don't know. We, we were way better than them, but for whatever reason, they fought hard. And I'm just like, that could have been an easier game. We could have got our young guys, uh, you know, I expected to be uh, up so much that we – you know, have our starters take a few, maybe one or two possessions in the second half and throw in the the the, um, the young guys. But, you know, they, they, they fought longer and harder, and it's because we have that target on our back. Um, North Texas, those are, those, are, those are tough, but they, they swung with their best punch too. They could have very well won that game. I think if you look at the talent and you look at if you go position by position, we probably are better everywhere. Even with a banged up O line, we're probably better everywhere than that team. But they're going to throw a huge punch because we're the conference champs and we're expected to be the conference champs again. I guarantee you, we're going to get that out of UAB <clears throat> when I get down into some of the X's and O's. But um, just thinking about what you know we did then, the key stat that I talked about in the last pod before we were as we were leading into North Texas was if you look at at the time, they had four wins, and if you look at um, those four wins, in three of those wins, and I believe it was the last three wins they had, they ran the ball better. They, they had more rushing yards than they did passing yards. And that was, that was my key going into the game. Like, hey, we win this game if we stop their run game. And we did that. We, I mean, their run game was shit. They, they had 30. We, we allowed 32 rushing yards or 22 rushing yards, sorry, um, against North Texas. We still damn near lost the game. But 
that's you know that was one of the things I was trying to keep an eye on. We've got to clean up some things in the secondary. Um, that play action, they hit us with two play action pass touchdowns uh, down in the uh, red zone area. Uh, I think one to I, I want to say it was a running back out the backfield, and then they hit us with uh, the the tight end like throwback type play action in the red zone. That's going to be key, um, and I'll talk about that a little bit a little bit later. We have to shear that up in order to um, be victorious against UAB tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, we gave up 325 yards through the air from Austin Lane or Austin on, I have you say his name. Um, that's the starting quarterback for UNT. Uh, Roger Burns um, had six catches, 139 yards. He didn't score, but he, he, he lit us up. Uh, just some standouts on the UTSA end. Shout out to Brendan Brady, man. I'm really happy for him. I've been harking on, and Glasgow also has been harking on the run game. The run game has to get established. We have to run the football. We have to be dominant there. As a team, we rushed for 257 yards. We a we actually uh, had more rushing yards than passing yards, which is not something that has been uh, a theme over the course of our season. So to see us be able to do that, uh, was awesome, and I'm happy that Brady got him a hundred yard game. That that's exciting. Um, I think he needs that. Um, I think I would like to see um, them. Them. I, I like this. I like the duo with Brady and and Kavorian Barnes. Actually, it actually brings in a bit of a. Uh, it sets this tone in terms of physicality. Both guys, you know, Brady is your more one-cup tight back. He's going to try to hit the hole, and he's going to rummage for yards. And if you give him a lane, he'll take it. Kavorian Barnes got some speed, but he is not missing anybody. He, he's he's um, coming in from some crazy collisions. So it's always fun to watch those guys. And I think, um, you know, that's just going to open things up as we close out the season for, for um, um, our passing game. Um, our passing game has not been as potent um, based on the standards that we've set. <laughs> um, uh, but Frank did have uh, two, two touchdowns. He threw 27 for 39, 238 yards. He did have a pick in there. We've got to clean those type of things up as well. Uh, Joshua Cephas, 11 catches, 88 yards in the touchdown. That dude was pivotal in that game. He made a lot of big-time catches and just – uh, happy with his performance. Happy with his career. He's been a damn. He's he's been a. It's weird because I feel like Zachary Franklin gets like the hype, as he should. He deserves the hype. I know I've been hyping him. The the first time I seen that kid catch a touchdown and catch a pass for us, I was like, yeah, he's a little different. So I I, I knew, uh, you could just see the talent pop off the screen or just you know pop off the field whenever you watch him play. Um. But he's gotten a lot of hype, and then J.T. Clark has gotten a lot of hype. But Joshua Cephas, his hype—I don't know if he gets the same hype as those guys, but he's very—he's just as good and uh, just as important to the team. So uh, he's made a ton of big-time plays for us over the last couple of years, and just happy to see him get his due, get added to that Belintikov, uh award watch list, uh, list because he completely deserves it. And yeah, e e excited for him. Uh, but, yeah, just another – I have to do it again. Shout out to Big Oscar, bro. <laughs> I love that dude, man. I love watching him play. Um, he's clutch fours, and he's – he's uh, he's. hey, they need to get him an NIL deal or something. Like, 
get get some some kind of clutch. I'm sure somebody got clutch in a business name. They need to hit up Oscar Cardenas, man. He's he deserves he deserves to be your spokesperson. Uh, another a, a player I want to shout out though on defense, and it's something, and it's just me being a corner. But Corey Mayfield, man, I hope he gets a chance to play on the second on on the next level. Uh, he caught a, a beautiful interception on the sideline. He had a couple uh, close opportunities to to uh, to make some plays on the ball. Um, he was able to do that. Still got to shear up some things a little better. I think both cor- both out of starting corners uh, gave up a tug, if I remember correctly, but I could be wrong. But still got, but it happens. It's part of the game. Uh, those other guys on the other side um, are scholarship athletes too, and they're gonna make plays. Um, but yeah, happy with, I'm, I'm happy with that victory because it just shows our resilience and being able to take people's best punch, not panicking and, uh, delivering the dub. So shout out to the birds as we roll into, uh, UAB tomorrow. Here's the thing about UAB. I watched a few, I watched some film on those guys and, Here's the, my, my takeaways are, are as follows. They are sneaky good. Um, don't let the four losses fool you. Because if you go look at some of those games, they just unravel at the end of games in a bad way sometimes, and I just don't understand it. Um, it's, it's weird. They're getting their quarterback back this week. Uh, Hopkins will be uh, playing tomorrow, I believe, um, so he'll be in the lineup. Uh, McBride, we know him very well um, at running back. He's just been a, 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 a um, model of consistency uh, over the course of his career at UAB, and uh, he's been really good this year. So they run the football. <laughs> they run the football. I'm just go through the last few games in terms of rushing yards. 280 rushing yards against uh, Florida Atlantic in a loss, right? Um, Let's see, 280 yards there. You have against Western Kentucky. They rushed for 228. Not too shabby. Um, Against Charlotte. This is their last victory. Against Charlotte, 279 rushing yards. Not too shabby. Uh, and then Middle Tennessee, 303 rushing yards. And I won't go down the rest. Moral of the story, guys, they run the hell out of the football. They're very good at it. Uh, they have a lot of that work is being done by McBride, obviously. But, you know, um, their quarterbacks will run the football. Dylan Hopkins will run the football. I think against Charlotte, he had 100 yards himself and a touchdown. Um, so we got to be we got to be weary of that. Running quarterbacks have historically given us issues, given us problems. Uh, we've had some issues containing some of those guys this year. <clears throat> but um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to do something about that. They're going to be consistent with running that football. We have not been the greatest at stopping the run, although we shut down UNT's run very well. Last week, so I'm hoping that that's going to be a new trend that comes up. But um, one of the things that's always been consistent <clears throat> that our defense has hadn't been the best on is stopping the run. I just I, I think about that game against Texas Southern where they came in and ran the ball for 235 yards against us. 
that was unsettling. Um, you also think about um, Army, who put up 304 yards passing on us, but they, they also contributed, which their offense is, you know, what it is. It's weird, but they had 179 yards rushing on us. FIU had 137 yard, rushing, yard, rushing yards on us. Um, UT had uh, almost 300. They had 298 rushing yards on us. Um, yeah, so let's see Middle Tennessee. Yeah, they didn't – Middle Tennessee doesn't run the ball well. We shut them down um, <clears throat> from a rushing standpoint, but I don't think that's where they were trying to get their bread anyway. But moral of the story is we have not been very good at stopping the run this year, and this team runs the ball better than anybody. So um, we got to be we got to be careful, and we got to be weary about that. Harking back on uh, what I was talking about earlier in terms of playing that play action pass, what UAB is really good at too is run, run, run. When they get around that twenty twenty five yard line, they get into the red and the red and yellow zones down there. They her notorious for play action passes out of those big sets. <clears throat> um, they like to, I can tell you what they do. They, they're going to see what the defenses are going to be throwing at them. And if they get man coverage, um, you can rest assured that they're going to try to bait somebody in for a pl- what a play action pass. They're very good at that in the red, at that red zone area. They're passing attack. Although it's it's pretty inconsistent at times, they pass the ball pretty damn well in, in you know once once they get inside the thirty. So um, <clears throat> we we got to be wary of that. That's something to watch out for tomorrow. Um, that's you know it's going to be a tough tough order. Hopefully our guys will will be laser light focused on that. Um, I can tell you that we have been beat by play actions. I mean. You guys have seen it before. We've given up a lot of yardage to that, um, especially when there's a run-heavy team. Just think about the Army game because that's what they beat us with. Um, so, well, they didn't beat us, but, you know, that they beat us on those particular plays quite often, which is why they had so many yards in, through the air. So uh, another one of those tests, um, I do expect them to do that. In terms of what they do defensively, um, so here's the key for our offense, in my opinion. I think – the keys to victory for us defensively is we have to stop the run, period. We have to – we're not going to stop it, right? They're going to run the because that's what they want to do. We're not going to stop it in totality. Um, but third down is going to be a big one, and keeping our eyes in the right place from the secondary standpoint. standpoint uh, keeping their eyes in the right place is going to be super important because those play actions will come, and we have to be disciplined on those and make plays on the ball when we get an opportunity. UAB's offense will t- turn the ball over. They will fumble. They will throw picks. But if you're undisciplined, those opportunities won't come. So our defense has been good about taking taking the ball away, but um, you know we can get a little lax sometimes. So it'll be important for us to really buckle down and, and be disciplined Make sure they fill all their gaps. Make sure um, eyes are good, and and we'll be fine. But that's 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 easier said than done. Um, offensively, though, or wait, defensively. Um, I'm tripping up over myself right now. Um, <clears throat> the the key. So the key for 
our uh, defense, I'm sorry, the key for our offense is to expose um, the man coverage that UAB likes to play. They like to play man a lot. They 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 don't mind doing that, um, especially on third down where they start to send some pressure. They they they'll lock up and man and go for it. I think that's a mistake when we have three <laughs> three receivers that's on the Belentikov award watch list. So I expect Frank to to um, thread some needles, and I expect some big time single coverage plays that we'll uh, take advantage of whenever those opportunities arise. Um, especially if we can, if we can, if we can establish some some thunder and lightning in that run game, we should be able to feast on this team. Uh, to be completely honest, I will say though their defense is f- is fairly good. Um, they they I say fairly good. They don't they keep people, you know, they keep a muzzle on people for the most part, like. And I mean, when I look at these, excuse the phone. Whenever when I look at the numbers and I look at um, what they've allowed, they haven't allowed a ton of points. We, we're used to scoring forty plus points often. They really haven't been exposed in that way at all. Liberty's a damn good team. They played them earlier. Liberty's ranked right now. They held them to twenty one, right? They held uh, Georgia Southern to twenty one. They held, they lost to Rice, but twenty eight points. Um, that's the highest that they've. That's the highest amount of points they've allowed in college football. Understand? I'm not. I'm not saying that like these are like super gaudy numbers, but you hold a team to two touchdowns, you're always going to give yourself a chance. You know, give yourself a give yourself a chance to win. Um, but yeah, Middle Tennessee, two touchdowns, fourteen points, right? They held um uh. Western Kentucky to 20 points. That's two touchdowns and two field goals. They held Florida Atlantic to 24. They held Charlotte to 20. So what that tells me is their defense is not perfect, but it's it's not bad. Like it's that's why I said fair it's fairly good. Like so they do have some playmakers in that defense. Um but I just think from a talent perspective, those three guys that we have on the outside, you're just not going to be able to play man coverage against them. Now, they do like to run cover three against, um, you know, the trips look, the three-by-one sets. They do like to run cover three there. Sometimes they'll they'll man backside and zone on the other side. Um, on on trips looks, um, in doubles, sometimes they'll they'll they'll, they'll – uh, play cover four against some of those. I didn't see a lot of two um on tape. But they got some they got they got some match coverages and stuff too. Either way, I think it's it's stuff that our um runners have seen for years. So I don't expect it to be too complex or it's gonna be something that we can't expose. Um, I think we have one of our offenses good enough to kind of pick their poison and do what they want to do right. So um, I do expect, I think we'll be the first team to breach that 30-point barrier um, against that defense. I think we'll we'll need to do that. I think we'll have to. They're going to score some points on us uh, because they're very good at things we're not very good at defending. So um, I'm sure they're going to score some 
They're gonna they're gonna score a bit. Um, I think this will be a relatively close game, uh, but I think we'll get the win by ten points. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Do we score thirty? Oh yeah, I think we get to thirty. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go thirty-one twenty-one UTSA. I think it'll be a hard fought game. Like I said, everybody we play is gonna give us a um, their best punch. But I think I think we, they're a good football team. They have quality on that side, but I think we're just too much. We have talent everywhere, every position. You can go down every position, and uh, we're you know. You can argue that we're better everywhere. Yeah. They, you know, they don't have maybe at running back with Dwayne McBride. You know, but okay, <laughs> that's cool. I don't think our running backs are too shabby, especially when you look at what they've done the last two games. Britton Brady, nineteen carries for one hundred nineteen yards, or was it nineteen carries? I believe it was nineteen carries. Anyway, one hundred nineteen yards in a tutty. Then the week before that. Um, Kavorian Barnes goes for 130. Like, yeah, we can compete on that run game too. I'm glad those guys are starting to get moving. So I, th- I just think we're a better team, but they are um, damn good as well. Um, so I, re- I respect them. I respect what they've done as a program, and and it'll be a tough one. But I think we'll pull it out by 10 points. I'm I'm pretty confident there. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks for hanging with us. Sorry that this is coming out the day before the game. Um, because of technical issues and uh, me kicking that mute button down there. That was my mistake. So either way, thanks for the support, guys. Uh, See you back next week. Peace.